0: This is likely one of the more polarizing titles because you will either find it so appealing or the title would have totally turned you off because it's so annoying to think about having to be quote, quote, on all the time. But trust me, this is gonna be one impactful episode and I'm so excited to see where your life is gonna take you after this. Welcome to the Perspective Maintenance Podcast, where we approach topics from different perspectives to help us get unstuck. I'm John Chow, and my unique life experiences have caused me to cultivate a specialized skill set with people. I know that a big part of your desire to get unstuck is because being stuck has kept you from finding out what your full potential is. And it frustrates you knowing what you're capable of, but not being able to achieve it. I have successfully coached people who didn't think they could find another way forward because I have perspectives that most people don't see and insights that most people don't have. This podcast is called Perspective Maintenance because if you find that your perspective is out of tune, then it's time for some maintenance. Today, we're covering guiding principle number seven. How you do anything is how you do everything. Now, I don't know what comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase. It's likely not the first time you've heard this phrase. It's so popular. It's almost everywhere. For me, when I hear that phrase, it almost brings back traumatic memories of my mom teaching me how to clean when I was really young. We would, first of all, she would always pick the worst time, obviously, right? That is every parent's duty to pick the worst time to ask their kids to clean their room. It would either be in the middle of a a cartoon episode or I am playing a video game and I'm almost at the end of a stage or something like that. And then they would arbitrarily make up a time where it's kind of like, oh, now it just happens to be a time where you got to clean your room. Well, the reason why it was so traumatizing was because we would go. So my mom, this is what my mom would do. She would say, okay, John, go clean your room. And when you're done, come back and let me know that it's done. So I would go clean my room. Then go back to my mom and say, Mom, I'm done, and she would go and inspect it. Then she would come back and say, John, this, 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 and this is not clean. Please go do another round of cleaning. And then I would go do that, frustrated because now it's taking even longer for me to be away from my TV show or video game, whatever it is. And then rush to do it all. Tell my mom that it's done. She would go inspect it again, and then she would say, Well, this, this, and this isn't done now. And I'm, I no word of a lie. We would go seven rounds. And I used to hate it until it became a part of who I am. And so now how I do anything is how I do everything when it comes to my ability to be clean because my mom drilled it into me and it's so fascinating how that works. So today we're going to approach this with three different perspectives. The first one is being the other exception. The second is who we are on and off stage. And the third is when we're tempted to go blah. Now, being the other exception, John, what do you mean the other exception? Well, we've all heard the saying related to how there is the rule and there is the exception. And so usually I find that it is spoken in a way where people just want to cut corners. For example, oh, you know, the rule, the general rule is that most people, when they eat carbs, they gain weight, but I'm the exception. So I can eat a lot of carbs and I will be totally fine there is that feeling of I get to get away with things that other people don't get to get away with it. And I thought about this to myself a lot. And I asked myself, why isn't it the other exception? So uh, think about this, when an athlete performs at a very high level, they treat themselves like also an exception, but not in the way that they get away with different things, they actually have to treat themselves so strictly, so that they can perform at the peak of their performance, a high functioning executive at a company does not spend their time in the same way that everybody else would spend their time. And so being the exception typically means that I can do things that other people can't, but being the other exception means I choose not to do things that other people can. You see the difference? When we are people who realize that how we do anything is how we do everything, then there is not a single thought of sloppiness or of cutting corner of thinking we can get away with things because we realize that every single decision that we make actually is the opposite. Other people can quote, quote, get away with things if they want to, but I am not going to, I'm going to make sure that everything that I do is to the best of my capabilities because how we do anything is how we do everything. And this totally then relates to being on and off stage. Now, how easy is it for us to be on stage and just present our best and then when we're off stage, when nobody is watching, we let our gut out, you know, in that kind of context where we become more sloppy with how we present ourselves or how we dress. It really reminds me actually of a great story. So one of my heroes was Tony Shea and, you know, rest in peace. He is just a brilliant man who really understood people and how to lead people. So he founded a company called Zappos, which is still one of the most influential companies in both business and in HR in the United States. And he would use to hire people based off of culture, off of fit, not just merely off of their performance. And so one of the things that he would do is he would use to ask people to park at a certain parking lot that was far away from the building. And there would be a bus that would come to get them. And a little did they know the interview actually begins the moment they get onto the bus because they are watching how this person treats the bus driver. And so when we think of ourselves as on stage and off stage, then it means we're not consistent. And so when we are, are off stage, we're going to speak to somebody much more loosely than we would if we were quote unquote on stage. And so Tony really wanted to see who he was about to hire. Are they just gonna present themselves in a certain way because they're on stage and they're being interviewed? Or even when they're off stage, they can treat somebody like a bus driver so well. This I thought was just brilliant because actually who we are off stage is way more important than who we are on stage. And so I really want us to think about our off stage life. When we're around other people, it's so easy to be our best. But what about when we're not around other people or what about when we're just around the people that we're close to that we don't have to worry about presenting our best because they will always, quote, quote, accept us and they could just deal with it, even if they don't (laughs) because they're stuck with us. And so what is our offstage life like, which then brings us into the third point, how sometimes we're just tempted to go blah. Now, what does it mean for us to go blah? Uh, I remember at one time in my life, I thought of my family members or my parents as the people that I could just be whatever around because they're my parents. They're supposed to accept me and love me unconditionally. Well, that's not an invitation for me just to be blah around them and not carry myself and give my the best of myself to them. So my mom's coming up a lot in this conversation because she was very, very instrumental in my upbringing and the development of my character. And one day I said something to her in not the best tone. I was just exhausted from work. I was very frustrated one day coming home. I had to drive all the way up to see them and I was exhausted. And I just spoke in a tone to her that I typically wouldn't because I just went blah. And, you know, afterwards my mom came up to me and she said, John, you know, whatever is going on in your life, I understand that life is very hard, but that doesn't give you the permission to speak to me that way. And it just really caught me by surprise. And I was so embarrassed by my ability to just let it all hang out in front of my mom and my dad, who I really should be giving them my best because they're the ones who spent their whole life to raise me. Whereas the other people that probably wouldn't care about me at all, I'm giving them my best. That actually doesn't make any sense at all. And so, being this person who is so intentional when we're around, another example that I'll give you, and this is related to parenting, uh, one of my old mentors, former mentors, his name is Rex. He's an amazing guy. And he is also a great father. And he uh, was my mentor for a period of time, and really mentored me and this, these other men related to how to be a man. And so he would say, you know, when you are, have a family, you may go to your first job when you get home. But guess what? After you're done your first job, you come back and to start your second job. And that means that when you come back home from work, you are taking care of your wife because she's had a very long day being with the kids or doing everything else that she's doing. You spend time with the kids because that is the point of having kids is to make sure that they're raised spending time with you. And then you make sure that they are taken care of and then they go to bed and then you to make sure that your wife is taken care of and let her go to bed. And so then one of the guys in the group was kind of like, well, Rex, when is me time? And Rex says, well, me time is four o'clock in the morning. If you want me time, it means you go to bed and you wake up extra early when everybody else is sleeping because that is the time that you can take for yourself. And how many people are just tempted to just go blah. They'll be like, I worked so hard all day. I'm going to kick off my shoes, grab a pint of beer and just watch TV and, and let every, you know everybody else can can do their own thing because I'm tired. I'm exhausted from work that is not the way for us to live. Because what once again, who we are off stage is so much more important than who we are on stage. And so I would really like for you guys today to think about when we say how we do anything is how we do everything. I want you to think about two things. Okay, the first thing being, am I the same on stage and off stage? Is there a inconsistency with me when I am around people and when I'm not? And if there is, what is the inconsistency? Because it's really, really important for us to note that so that we can know how to tackle it. The second question is, who am I around that really deserve my best, but I actually show up not at my best because I feel like I can just be blah around them? I really want you to consider these two questions. And if you have a chance, please message me. Follow me at the John Collective on Instagram. And that is a really good way for you to get a hold of me. I would love to hear about your thoughts related to the two questions that we just talked about, but also any thoughts you have within this episode. And the point of these episodes is to be topics of conversation, either between you and your spouse, or even you and your children, or you and your friends. The guiding principles are not important in itself. They are only important if they can be applied into your life. That makes you a person who has a really, really hard time being stuck because these guiding principles are helping you stay unstuck. If you feel like today's episode really relates to somebody in your life, and maybe it's hard for you to bring this up to them, then think about sharing this episode with them and asking them for their thoughts on what the content was. This way, I'm the bad guy when it comes to talking about this topic because I'm the one who's bringing it up, and you are the one who gets to enjoy the fruit of the conversation with that person. In the next episode, we're going to cover Curate Your Surroundings. This is going to be one of the more fun ones, and I can't wait to tell you more about it.